There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. Find it at Romancing the Podcast. Ooh, ooh, baby, had me at hello. Ooh, I love you. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. Idris Elba is packing. We all know it. I'm going to type into my work computer. Does Idris Elba... <laughs> Have a huge dick. You know he does. He's got BDE. Yeah, dude. I've seen takers where he gets out of bed in boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah. This is from news24.com. I don't know if that's a news site. Close enough. The title of this article is Idris Elba talks to Maxim Mag about his massive penis. <laughs> <laughs> That means it must be true. (laughs) The 42-year-old British actor admitted he's happy with the rumor that he has a massive penis after seeing his Twitter followers rise sharply back in August 2014 after photos were released from the set of his film, A Hundred Streets, seemingly showing him with a very impressive bulge in his trousers. I am so glad that him and I have so much in common. (laughs) He has like, he has a vitamin water picture out there and he's like, I love this rumor and I love that picture. I will not comment on it further. So, Mikey, just like you, you do like the rumor, though. You won't say if it's actually a rumor or if it's fact, but you enjoy the rumor. You might be interested to note in in fun facts later, they were the third set of casting for this movie. This movie went through like three different casts. And at least one of those other casts also was packing. So nice. Was it Michael Fassbender? Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Although, Paige, I hear the reason they went with Eater's Elbow was to save on the budget because for like the fuselage uh-huh. that got stuck on the mountain, they just used his penis. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> this is terrible and bordering on racist, like the dog in this movie. all right we gotta start we don't even do laugh lines for this podcast and we got like four of them thank you for tuning into romancing the pod you had us at hello i'm Paige wesley i'm mikey randolph and i'm todd schlosser and this week mikey made us watch the the mountain between between us So, Mikey, this was not the first time you had seen it. Paige, it was for us, though, right? It was my first time, yes. <laughs> okay, confession time. Let's do it. I'm a bit of a fanboy for this property. I really liked the book. I really liked the movie. And it was like, I never thought about picking it because it was like, I watched it and I was like, oh, that's pretty decent. And it wasn't like bonkers where we usually pick movies. But because our picks have been like so all over the place, I was like, I want to pick a romantic movie that I liked. That is kind of bonkers. So we're going to fight today is what you're saying. You didn't like it. This movie is terrible, Mikey. 
Mikey, this movie is bad. No. I yeah, I I I did not enjoy this movie at all. This movie has more walking in it than Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's not true, Paige. Yes, it is. This entire movie is them walking from log to log and then sitting and having half a conversation, then walking to the next log. But you have to understand why Mikey loves this movie. I don't. I don't understand. Can I tell you why? Yes, please. Oh please God. enlighten a- me. <laughs> so it features a toothy woman who trauma bonds with a very attractive, well-hung gentleman. He <laughs> saves her like four times, and then he selflessly walks away after they both have fully fallen in love with each other so that she can be with her fiancé again, and then she breaks up with her fiancé and gets back together with him, and they end up together. That- that's why Mikey loves this movie. That is Mikey's version of love. I don't like how personal that this attack has become. <laughs> Let me lay out my very not personal frustrations with this film. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, number one, I love Kate Winslet. I If Kate Winslet's in a movie, it's almost always a slam dunk for me because I, I, I love really her, yes. love her. I could not stand her in this movie. And it's not her. It's the way the character is written to the point where she is so illogical at times that I'm like, you're going to get them both killed. But then on top of that, this movie could be a half hour shorter, a solid half hour shorter and would feel a little bit better because there's a whole middle section of this movie where we're kind of going around in circles where it's just like walking, walking, walking. They can't get to the thing that they need to walking, walking, walking. They still can't get to the thing. Walking, walking, walking. They're not going to make it. Oh, no, they find a cabin. But it's like 40 minutes of a lot of the same. And me knowing that his wife was dead from the jump because they telegraphed it just like every war movie that shows a picture of the girl they're going back to back home. Like (laughs) at a certain point, I was like, I know exactly how the rest of this movie is going to go. And there's still 60 minutes of it left somehow. Yeah. And so for me, I, yeah, I won't be watching this again. I also don't find it remotely romantic. I know they try to make it a romantic movie, but this this is trauma bonding the movie. I know. And that's why I kind of picked it (laughs) because we talked about it so much. The last episode, I was like, you know what reminds me of trauma bonding? The mountain between us. <laughs> and she does. I like this movie because, yeah, Kate Winslet tries to kill them like four or five times and then <laughs> maybe <laughs> accidentally <laughs> saves him at the very end when he has a bear trap on him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you saved my life. He would have even had that bear trap if she didn't make him go look for the dog twice. Yeah, why is that man's work? She had a broken leg on some level. Like, she could barely walk on her own. Wow. A Kate Winslet apologist right here in the audience. No, I'm going to be a dog apologist because even though that dog is clearly racist, that dog saves both of them more times than either (laughs) of them saves anybody. Oh, no. That is the best dog ever. I mean, it's a good dog. It's a blatantly racist dog, and maybe it's just a product of its time. What did you guys expect from Bo Bridges? He's obviously raising racist dogs. (laughs) You're talking about because I think his character, his character is written to be even older than he is. So you have a very old white man bush pilot with a dog. What do you think he's done? This was like grown up hatchet. Where they like shoehorned in a sex scene. And I was like, you know what I don't need in Hatchet? A sex scene. He found a cabin, Paige. There's like an implication there. If you take a girl 
for a cabin weekend. It doesn't matter if your plane crashed on the way. It doesn't matter if it's your uncle's cabin. It doesn't matter if you're in an outhouse and there's Nazi zombies outside. Right. Something's <laughs> happening in that cabin. You know what I'm saying? I do think it's hilarious that she was passed out. Like she was, yes. she fell into the ice. She was like out of it when he took her to the cabin. And I would have, if I was him, been like, I built this fucking cabin for us. <laughs> Todd, I'm worried because I was concerned for Mikey when Mikey thinks if Mikey thought this was actually a romantic movie. But now I'm concerned to ever lose consciousness around you in worries that I might wake up in a cabin with you claiming you built it just so I'll think you're manlier than you are. Paige, when we get to the Airbnb, the first thing I will say is I built built this this Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we have to all be aware of is never lose consciousness around Todd. That's a universal rule. You're going to wake up with feet prints all over your face. Oh, my God. Feet hairs. I pluck them and then lay them on you. (laughs) Strategically. I like survival movies, and I think they're like a terrible subgenre, especially the survival romance, which I think is only like maybe four films. You mean like six days, seven nights? Yeah. Here's this is the not fun version of Six Days, Seven Nights. That's because it's not tropical, Paige. Not only a, it's not tropical. B, it's it doesn't have pithy fun dialogue. But I think it's impossible to do that in the snow because you're like, no, they really could die like at any moment. Yeah. But Paige, yeah. think about how hard they swung at this movie with this cast, with this sort of production value. They swung so hard, and I bought it for a dollar more than they rented it. <laughs> this is the first time I saw this movie. I sort of loved it. Although I will I, say, thank you, Todd. Paige is absolutely right with every one of her criticisms. I knew exactly what was going to happen 60 minutes before it happened, but I was sort of like along for the ride. And I think it's probably just because I do sort of like this is really a survival film. It's not really like a romantic movie. I feel like there shouldn't be a romance in it personally. So hot take. You could change like one element of this and it becomes a horror movie and that element is Idris Elba wants to leave her and then she has to manipulate him to get him to save her and that's why they have sex and then like so like yeah it, it could be very dark. Alternate horror movie take. He's known that there was a town nearby the entire time. Oh, dirty. He did not. Not not my Idris Elba. I mean, I will say what I said before we started recording again. This movie needed more cannibalism. <laughs> of course you'd say that. Of course. I like this movie because it is. there's a level of bonkers. It's like a very serious, very like taken seriously movie but there's like an underlying level of bonkersness about the whole thing we're like five minutes into the movie Kate Winslet's like you can go on without me and let me die and yeah. he's like what the fuck we've been here for like 12 hours they, they've been there for three days but but also you know he could have uh <laughs> you know what he wouldn't have done? Stepped in that bear trap. Yeah. But I mean, I do sort of like this type of movie. I think Idris Elba's always amazing in everything he does. Kate Winslet's yes. more or less the same. I thought she was great in this, although I don't particularly like her character. Like, if that person existed in reality, I wouldn't want to hang out with her, whereas I would want to hang out with Idris Elba. We get it. You want to fuck Idris Elba, just like Who Kate Winslet. Definitely. That's I know. true. Thank I, you. Same, Thank you, Mikey. same. Everybody does. Okay, so like if I was on a plane clash with Idris Either of these people, I'd be like, like, we're going to have sex, right? Like, <laughs> as soon I as we hope... boarded the chartered flight, I'm like, you know, these are more likely to crash, right? Do you have condoms? <laughs> Condom? We're going to die. Honestly, I don't think That's you fair. pull out in this situation. Like, why would you? You're both going to die. 
as fast as Kate Winslet begs her to leave him the first time, I would be like, I guess we got to fuck, right? To stay warm, <laughs> right? Yeah. The second they hit turbulence, he'd be looking at Kate Winslet like, hey, should we just start? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your ideal celebrity mountain buddy? Like, if it couldn't be Idris Elba, who would it be for you? But honestly, Idris Elba would be male. really high up on that list because he is. It could be is... male or female. It's up to you. But I mean. Oh, no. I'm going to need someone who can get me down the mountain. Oh, okay. Who can like backpack me, Sherpa me down the mountain. Not me. I need somebody who can slide down my mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to live. I don't want to fuck. I would go with, I don't know his name, but the guy who played Gregor Clegane in Game of Thrones. Jesus. So you can eat him? He's more meat? No, because he's a big ass dude. He was the mountain in Game of Thrones and he could carry me down the mountain. You wouldn't bring Hodor? Yeah, I think mine would be Emily Blunt. Ooh, that's a good call. Mikey, the girl from Fresh, I really feel like you and her would like hit it off. I'm, yeah, He's gonna eat her, Tom. <laughs> that's, I mean, she's probably gonna like it, honestly. That's the goal, right? God. Yeah, I get it. I get the joke. I'm gonna pick 1980. <laughs> I'm gonna pick 1980s Kyle Reese. Get me out <laughs> Honestly, if I'm ever on a plane going down, I'm probably going to pass out before it crashes because I'll be yelling so much. Like, I'll be so terrified. I shouldn't be laughing picturing it, but I'm just picturing you scared and screaming yourself unconscious. <laughs> that, Paige, that is... <laughs> Honestly, it's doing it for me. I yeah, like yeah. it. Uh, this movie really teaches a lesson of what happens when the airlines cancel a flight and you decide to like go around their authority. Like, they cancel flights for a reason, people. Yeah. I mean, you could have ended up in this plane crash or on a bus, train, plane, automobile with John Candy. Like, it's it's never a good thing. I don't like polka music either, but it's better than being stuck on the top of a mountain. So the, the part that was cut from my movie is I'd be arguing with the pilot the whole time. Like, what do you mean you didn't uh, file a flight plan? Like, we always need oh, to file a flight plan. I have facts about this. You actually don't always need to file a flight plan, as I have learned from listening to many, many hours of Black Box Down. But no, but I would be like, I think we should. I am paying you. I think you should file a flight plan. I am the paying customer. You wouldn't have gotten to take off, Mikey. But then you'd be alive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is technically a win-win, <laughs> but you wouldn't have had sex with Idris Elba, so it's a lose-lose. Yeah. But I'll talk about it when we get to it in the movie about why they don't have a flight plan and what that means. I honestly thought, in fact, I was watching this movie with Natalie, and when the panther or mountain lion or whatever comes and attacks Kate Winslet. Cougar. Cougar. Ooh, a cougar against a cougar. Who's going to win? Uh, <laughs> when the cougar comes after Kate Winslet and the dog runs outside to save her or whatever, and then you think the dog gets killed, I was like... This is why Mikey loves this movie. A wild... Because <laughs> Macy basically gets Yeah, killed. a wild dog that gets killed halfway through it. All right, I'm into it. First off, don't compare dog to Macy. Dog is amazing. Dog is where I want Macy to be. On a mountain away from you? Got it. <laughs> dog defended her at first. I mean, honestly, the Dog is the most likable character in this movie. Honestly, and the movie starts out really good with like, I thought all the scenes with the plane on top of the mountain were cool, like the, al the yeah. alarm scenes. I thought it was great. Just, as they climb down, the quality goes down as well. Yeah. But I still really like the movie. I still, there's just something about it when you put it all together. I was like, damn it. Nah. I love this plane crash. Yeah. But I do think it's not super romantic. Like, even when they're having no. sex, it feels more like, we're probably going to die. Do you want to, like, just hammer it out real quick? Like, that's what it felt like more than they fell in love. You don't understand. She held him hostage with his nudes that she took on the mountain. She literally blackmailed him. 
Oh, wait. wow. Mikey, okay, wait, 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 I don't think you no, can say wait. that. <laughs> no, I meant like she, <laughs> she blackmailed him. She blackmailed She mailed him the photos and was like, I'm going to release these if you don't come find me. Mikey, I'm going to demand you spell the word blackmail so we know if or if not you are a racist person. M-A-I-L. After that came out of my mouth, I could see where people could perceive it like that. But I meant Kate Winslet mails her hit the nudes that she took of him was like keep stammering it's helping your case <laughs> <laughs> hey Paige you know how when someone like over like qualifies something definitely doesn't make him seem not guilty it's like how you guys gave me shit last week on Horror Virgin for saying Sebastian Stan was still hot and fresh well, he was eating people yeah he was eating people Paige <laughs> I don't see how this is any <laughs> <laughs> Let me l- let me get us back on topic. So like, oh. uh, I like Paige. I do think that this movie is very like you understand where it's going, and it doesn't deviate from that. Like from the moment you hear her his wife's voice on that recorder, you know she died. You know she didn't just leave him. Yep. Uh, and you know it's, it's like from a long time ago because it starts off with you know my dearest Idris. I <laughs> <laughs> yep. I have come down with consumption. <laughs> tuberculosis assumption. Also, it's very unethical <laughs> that he became her doctor. Oh, right? yeah. When he said that, I was like, they wouldn't allow that. There's no way they would allow that. That's a hippo violation. If I learned mm-hmm. anything, they don't have that in England, bro. I don't know their laws. He over practiced there. in Baltimore. That is in the U.S. He's from London. He is from London, but he said he practiced medicine in Baltimore, which I think is what happens to Stringer Bell, right? He becomes a doctor in Baltimore. (laughs) Should we maybe talk about the movie when Paige is done eating a cookie? Is it a cookie? Yes. I've been eating a cookie. I have jelly beans. I'm not eating because I'm a professional. Professional (laughs) fucking loser, you bitch. I fucking love you guys. Like, I miss you guys when we don't talk. Like, we didn't record it all this weekend, and I was like, I miss them. Anyway, back to this movie. We open on an airport where Kate Winslet and Idris Elba are trying to get flights to Denver, but all flights are grounded because of a storm. So... We find out from each of them kind of making phone calls that he's trying to get back to Baltimore for a surgery. She's trying to get back to New York for her wedding. Yeah. So nothing's coming off the ground. So she kind of grabs him and is like, I think we're in the same boat. Come with me and hires a private charter. Now, why do you think she does this? Because she's stupid, Todd. Because for the rest of this movie, she makes every bad decision you could make. Not a single good decision comes from this woman's brain in this film. Yeah, I think the author's a little sexist, maybe. (laughs) I would say it's because she doesn't really want to marry Dilly McDermott. Dilly McDermott? (laughs) It's Dylan McDermott. Because he is on the way to the wedding in a bread truck chasing that wedding. But who's chasing her? (laughs) Then the storm's chasing her. But who's chasing the storm? The people from Twister. And if this is a rom-com, so is fucking Twister. Are we going to watch Twister next? I'd love to. That sounds amazing. It's it's one of my favorite movies as a child. It's our show. We can watch whatever we want. We're not watching Twister. This one was marketed as a romance, at least. No. No, it was not, Mikey. 100% it was. No, you are smoking crack. (laughs) This was marketed as like a disaster movie. Hold on. I just spilled water all over my computer. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You beautiful idiot. Oh no. Oh no. Okay, hold on. He's literally picking ice off the keyboard. God dang it. Put it in a bag of rice. <laughs> it's everywhere. 
<laughs> it's inside the case. I shouldn't be laughing. But this is- I do love that we can see his camera like around his room as he's like picking up the laptop and trying to shake it out and stuff. Look up Paige. You gotta you gotta tip it so the water drains out. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh no, your camera went out, Mikey! No, stay with me, Mikey. It's so cold. Don't let go, Mikey! Don't let go! Never let go! Mikey, can you hear us? I think he's fucked. Mikey, can you hear me? Mikey, can you see me? (laughs) It's on the floor, hold on! (laughs) Get Macy to look it up. Is it okay? Okay's a strong word. Is on the keyboard, though? Oh, yeah. That's where your motherboard is, Mikey. I'm fairly aware. Should you maybe try and dry it out and we record this another time? No, it's good. We're good to go. We got this. It was only sprinkled on the keyboard and screen. It was really bad on the right side of the computer. And then it had a case on the bottom, but it got between the case and the computer. So I had to take the case off the zoom. The recording equipment is okay, which I think is the, the, the bright side of this situation. Sure. Sure. Thank God it was water. (laughs) It wasn't acid. I'd be all dead. (laughs) Why would you be drinking acid? Mikey? (laughs) You're insane. It's honestly good. It wasn't a, like a hard mountain Dew. Because then your computer would be drunk and we just don't want to deal with a drunk, belligerent computer. The worst part is I was trying to make a point when that happened and I don't remember my point. Was your point that you are clumsy? Because that came across. I mean, that is a point. I would not fly a private plane. (laughs) Mikey, I hope you never get a pilot's license. Like, ever. 100% never will happen. Okay, good. I have flown on a private plane. And I was more scared than I normally am when I fly a commercial. Yeah, well, and also he only charges them $800 for the two of them, which seems low. From Idaho to Denver? Like, that's not a short flight. He's like, I just need the beer at my next stop and the fuel. (laughs) From Boise to Denver flight time, uh, it's about a two-hour flight. That's on a commercial airliner. That's a pretty long flight, man. That's like half the country. Because from like, well, it's probably a little bit less than half the country because from Nashville to LA, it's like four hours. Yeah, it's north to south, essentially. Yeah, so it's it's not an insignificant flight. 800 bucks for a charter flight. Like that might pay for the gas. Well, you get what you pay for, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Especially because this guy is going to bring his racist dog along because his dog only barks at Idris Elba. (laughs) it's funny though because he ends up living with idris elba so i guess the dog has the like the biggest arc in this movie because he learns that it's not okay to be racist and he through his like developing of the relationship that he now has with idris elba i mean like most other dogs at the end of this movie he doesn't see color (laughs) (laughs) dogs are colorblind (laughs) okay Anyway, uh, do you want to talk about why they don't have to file a flight plan? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. So they're flying under what's called VFR, which is visual flight rules. The only time you can do this is when the weather is good enough that you can see a certain distance. Well, it's a good thing there wasn't a storm or anything. Right. And if you're a small enough plane, because only small planes can do this uh, because they're flying at different altitudes. Now, a flight this long with a storm VFR is probably not wise, but it does still happen occasionally. And it does depend on where you're going, how experienced of a pilot you are. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it. 
but it is possible that they would be flying completely without a flight plan under just visual flight rules. I got the impression, and we'll, we'll get to it in a bit, but there is like a rush for them to take off because of the storm. Mm-hmm. So I got the impression that they didn't do a flight plan because A, they didn't have to, and B, they wanted to take off as fast as possible. Yeah, and and, and that definitely would be as well, but also just for that size of a plane. It's not as unusual as, sure. you, as you think. Now, the one thing is that like they still have to like announce that they're taking off, So like, and they do still talk to the tower. So like the tower would yeah. have known they were out there. It doesn't excuse you from communicating with the tower at all it just means that you don't have to file a flight plan yeah i would imagine and this is me not knowing that much about sort of flight controls and like everything the towers can see but i'd imagine like we know where planes are that are over like u.s airspace almost at all times right um commercial airliners absolutely oh so maybe not private small prop planes small planes they still typically have at least some idea the main reason they do is so that planes don't collide yeah but that's one of the the like reasons for VFR. So like if you're a small plane flying under VFR, that means that like you are kind of responsible for watching your airspace. Yeah. And making sure you don't hit anybody. And they do fly in different airspace than commercial airliners. So. Okay. Anyway, so on the plane, they're kind of starting to get to know each other. We find out he was at a medical conference. She was photographing neo-Nazis, which is a thing. Northern Idaho is like neo-Nazi central. Oh, yeah. So everyone's kind of talking. Everything's fine. uh, But they hit a little bit of turbulence. Um, Everything still seems okay. But then as the turbulence kind of gets a little bit worse, we see the pilot try to call the tower and something seems off. The pilot clearly has a stroke. The plane nosedives. The tail of the plane is torn off from trying to turn in different directions. And they magically hold the dog into the plane. So the dog makes it. The plane crashes into the snow. They wake up in the plane. Kate Winslet's unconscious. The pilot is dead. Idris Elba is hurt, but does, because he's a doctor, establish that Kate Winslet's alive, the dog is alive, and he can probably save her if he tries. Yeah, I mean, he checks to see her injuries and she has like a part of her bone. It looks like it's sticking out of her leg, right? She's got a big gash in her leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But her shin is like pretty messed up. She's still got great legs. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to have a wicked scar, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. As I was watching this, I figured out I was going to be like, like if I was in a plane crash like this, they'd be like, oh, can you like help us? You know, can you like, you know, treat us or whatever? And I'd be like, I can only treat hurt feelings. As in, I'm pretty hurt. That this plane is down like I'm yeah. sad about I, it. I can help us process the disappointment that this flight didn't work out for us. But as for your leg, we're pretty fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're all going to die. <laughs> so much. You might feel a little bit better about it because I'm here, but we are all going to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because we're all going to die, I'm going to be like, let's die sooner and make dumb decisions like Kate Winslet. <laughs> like, which I think was her like <laughs> philosophy during this. She was just like, go with your heart. And I was like, but also your eyes. Like, <laughs> Closed eyes, full hearts can't lose their way in the woods walking off the <laughs> yes, mountain. It's a mountain. <laughs> I do love like at some point they, they're just like, OK, we have to get off this mountain. So we're going to go down. And then when they get to like the tree line, they're like, all right, now what do we do? Like there wasn't like a ski lift here. So now we have to continue on. But like, where do we go? That was her plan. That was the flock. Because she was like, I'm just going to go. Well, they wouldn't have found them, but they could have ate Bo Bridges. Dog? No. Both of them. Oh, my God. You guys, I swear to God, <laughs> if we ever travel together and we crash, I am leaving immediately because I know you guys are like, we've been crashed for 15 minutes 
And these people look delicious. Hey, Todd, I'm taking your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Todd died on the impact of the crash, but the only thing left is his feet because we refused to eat them. Yeah. (laughs) Why does he have defensive stab wounds on his arms if he died in the crash? Plane crash. It was really, really messy. (laughs) Yeah. Why is Animotion's obsession still playing in the background? I don't know. (laughs) There's no telling. Don't worry about it. Like, wait, here's what I hate most about this movie. She's like, we're on this mountain and I don't even know you. And the only question you ask is about his wife. Like, what about his favorite color? Like, what about his hobbies? Like, you don't ask him any of these questions. I do think they yada yada over some of that stuff because they are on the top of the mountain for like three, three and a half days before they even start to walk down it. And like, we don't really get a whole lot of like getting to know you conversation on the mountain. A lot of the stuff they're talking about while they're up above the tree line is like, how are we going to survive? We have this many almonds as long as we can create fresh water. You know, that sort of thing. The rule of threes comes up yeah, like yeah, yeah. three minutes without air, three uh, days, without, days water, without water and three, three weeks, weeks without, without food. food, right? Yeah, well, and even then, Mikey's right. We get the same questions over again. It's always about his wife. Yeah. Which, again, is part of what I really don't like about this movie because I feel like we have the same conversation three or four times. What happens on Crash Mountain stays on Crash Mountain. Know what I'm saying? No. Okay, okay. If you were in a plane crash and you've had sex with a fellow survivor... Okay. Would you come back and tell your significant other? I I think this falls under Outlander rules, much like Six Days, Seven Nights. I mean, if Six Days, Seven Nights does, this This definitely definitely does. does. I think this is fair game. Yeah. I do too. I would just have to be like, look, Kate Winslet was on my flight and we had sex. (laughs) (laughs) But Paige, this is on a flight that did not crash. (laughs) Turns out I was in a helicopter with Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans. I can't explain (laughs) anything that I did. I'm sorry. So I had an ice Chris sandwich. Ah, ice Chris sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I helped set the leg of Academy Award winning actress Kate Winslet, and then we had unprotected sex. <laughs> I do love how it is unprotected. Like, where are they going to get protection it. time? Unless, it's, unless he carries it with him down the mountain. A good doctor would. A good doctor knows how to pull out. <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me sterilize my dick. <laughs> he's just melting a bunch of snow and he's just kind of stirring his dick in it. <laughs> <laughs> the porn you watch is nuts. You said sterilize. <laughs> That's how they melt the snow page. He just drops it in. Yeah. And it melts around it because it's so hot. What kind of porn do you watch? The best kind, <laughs> All dicksicle all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> He's got a dicksicle? Is that what you said? I said all dicksicle all the time. Um, Hell yeah. Guys, Hell that yeah. sex scene was hot. And then, like, it her is, in her tank top, it was like. I was like, man, that's that's Kate Winslet right there. <laughs> it is hot, but I feel like it doesn't belong in this movie. Shut your mouth, Paige. It doesn't belong in this movie. He took her to a cabin. No, they found <laughs> a cabin so they wouldn't die. <laughs> Same rules. Mikey, if you ever say like, hey, do you want to go skiing this weekend? We can stay at a cabin. I'm never going with you. Why do you think it's chaleted? <laughs> Yo, I got chaleted this weekend, guys. Do you remember what happened to the cabin at Evil Dead? Do you really want to set this precedent? I go read there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what they would do if they found that book? They'd burn it for heat. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time to read. <laughs> it is fun to talk about. Just admit that it's fun to talk about. It's okay to talk about. Mikey, I liked the movie. I know you did, Todd. Todd and I, I went, I went to Todd's house earlier today. He's like, I like the movie. Don't tell anybody. 
I didn't say don't tell anybody. I was fully prepared to talk about how I liked it tonight. I have said I liked it. Good. Paige, I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> he always changes it when you say something, Paige. He doesn't want to get on your bad side. No, I really, I sort of enjoyed this movie, although I think Paige is right about her criticisms of it. Thank you. I just enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's great. I'm saying I like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And those are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> Again, how hard do you have to swing to be like, we want the plane to crash. We want them to talk about cannibalism. They're on the mountain. They walk down the mountain. They find a cabin. Should they fuck? Let's do it. Like, and then like, should they leave their partners when they get back? Mikey, I, don't I, know. Like, <laughs> I like that you listed talking about cannibalism, but that's just something we did. That doesn't happen in the movie at all. They yada yada that. They had a whole body full of useful meat yes. that they just left in the oh snow. And they've God. seen alive. They know that frozen meat is right outside the plane. Grow that up like a steak. You guys jumped to cannibalism way too early. I'm just saying, if you're not even going to jokingly have that conversation. This is Donner Party levels of cannibalism. That's what I was going to say. I'll say that this is the situation where cannibalism, I feel, is excusable. Because it's like like life or death situation. That dude died in the plane crash. No one has to kill that guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. As much as I love that dog, if that cougar killed the dog i would have absolutely eat eaten that, that dog. dog yeah you know what i'm saying like that's a terrible thing to think about but like i wouldn't be able to kill the dog but if the dog's already dead i'm eating the dog yeah okay now i have to pose a question okay yes i would have sex with both <laughs> idris elba and kate winslet at the same time mikey honestly though same i mean yeah. yes obviously you'd be like wow <laughs> they're scumming it with me <laughs> yeah we have an oscar award winner and then I, i'm sure idris elba has won a bunch of shit and, and they're slumming it with a podcaster yeah they could do way better than us yeah. i want this movie to be about a third wheel and it's called the mountain between us and you're the mountain and it's about idris elba and kate winslet <laughs> fucking during your plane crash <laughs> and you have to be the third wheel the whole survival story i honestly i love that you're like out collecting berries and instead shit instead of dog it's just me dressed as a dog <laughs> like i'm a furry oh i have a better pitch the whole movie is as is okay but you have a reveal that the dog is actually mikey and they just pictured him as a dog <laughs> like that movie uh about the guy who goes down in a plane uh, on a boat with a <laughs> life of pie yeah, the life of like life of pie. It's just like life of pie, except it was Kate Winslet and Idris Elba just trying to avoid Mikey the whole movie. And, and then she mails in the pictures, and she's like, "Only you would understand." Like I'm in the background of all the shots. Like stop having sex. Wait, is is the tiger? I, I have never finished Life of Pie. Is the tiger not a tiger? It's a guy. No. What? Yeah, the tiger is the guy who killed his father or something like I that. I, I don't. I wasn't. I can't a huge remember. Fan. It's. But I'm sure if I say yeah. that, he'll like shit talk me on Twitter now. No, I I liked Life of Pi. It was cinematically speaking, it was amazing. Oh, and I'm getting a word call. Hey, McKenzie. Hi. Did you spill water all over your computer? We could sense it from here. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Two parts. Two parts. If you had to come back from a, a, a plane crash, what would be harder to tell your significant other? That one, you had sex with someone else on the crash, or that you ate a person? Ooh. I think the infidelity would be harder to talk about. Or that you ate a person while you had sex with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, have you ever had human meat while having sex with that human? This is an orgy meat? buffet. <laughs> I think it would depend on 
how things were going to continue upon arriving home. Am I going to continue having sex with that person? Am I going to continue eating people? I feel like if I'm not going to continue doing either of those activities, uh, then I don't really have a problem admitting to either. Until that person emails you or mails you the pictures they took of you sleeping in bed with human meat that they just fornicated with you with. Wait, what? And Mikey fuck? in the background. What are you doing? I think Mikey's fucking the meat before he eats it. I mean, that's what he's getting at. You got to pound the meat, buddy. <laughs> we don't have a meat tenderizer, so I had to use my dick. Got to tenderize it. What would be harder to hear from your partner? That they ate a person or that they had sex with someone else on the on the crash? If it was Idris Elba, it would be that one because there's no way she's coming back to me after enjoying Idris. It will, okay, in this scenario where they were stuck on a mountain or just in everyday life because- so Stuck on a mountain, stuck on a mountain. Okay, stuck on a mountain, I mean, again, I, I feel like desperate times, desperate measures, neither one of those things bothers me. But that's like a big one-two punch of the same kind. They're like, look, I got to tell you a couple things. I'd be like, yeah, you were stuck on a mountain. Good, thank you for eating a person and coming back to me alive. Exactly. Your job is to survive. Thank you for doing thank everything you, for you had doing to do. That. Except for the eat yourself apart. You didn't have to do that. I understand that you enjoyed hey, it. But if like, Jake enjoyed the sweet love of Idris Elba and that kept him alive to come back to me, we can get we can get through it but all he says now is it's time to save the world wait what if okay <laughs> what I'm, I'm gonna ask jake right now yes what, okay. what would be harder for him to hear i'm hear texting him we'll see what he replies i just know that if that happened to me i would be dermot mulrooney in that situation like there's no way she's staying with me after having yeah i mean idris elba well I, I also like that's a life-changing traumatic experience it stuff's is. not gonna be the yeah. same and she didn't seem super into him before that. Yeah. The fact that she was getting there the day of her wedding, like she was clearly more into her work than she was him. And that's, I'm not like knocking that, like that's fine. But like, I don't feel like that marriage or in that relationship was like super top priority for her. But that ED, that Idris dick definitely is going <laughs> forward. Here, here's what I wrote. Okay. I've just come home from being stranded on a mountain and almost dying. What's worse for you to hear? That I've banged someone else or eaten human meat? We'll set this aside and wait for his response. Anyway, back to, I mean, I'm going to say back to this movie, but not much happens in this movie. Yeah, we're almost done. Yeah, they go through the pilot's <laughs> pockets. They make a fire with the plane insulation, which is really smart. I, I wish he had taken some of that plane insulation with him. I think he maybe does. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? Jake just says, uh... The meat thing. <laughs> so wait, he would be more upset that you ate someone than had sex with someone? Yes, apparently. Um, okay. It's such an interesting question. It's really the question of our time. It is an interesting question, but one of those things you probably had to do to survive, and one of those things you didn't have to do to survive. We had to stay warm, Todd. I just said... <laughs> Friction keeps you warm. <laughs> we gotta... <laughs> What do you say? So, okay, okay, okay. So I asked him the question and he was like, oh, the meat thing. And he says, well, you'd never be stranded on a mountain unless your plane crashed. But, and I said, that's what happened. What if it was Idris Elba? And he says, I'd throw you a party? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> right answer. <laughs> I'm going to text the random girl I matched with on a dating app today and see what she says. Yes. Yes. Mikey. She's definitely going to block you. Uh, but I can't wait. <laughs> He says he would include a banner where you put all the letters together, but instead it just reads, welcome dick, honey, instead of welcome home. <laughs> and then I'm writing, pardon me while I go crash a plane. <laughs> well, you're on a watch list. No, 
NSA is going to get get that text and be like, well, it is Idris Elba. So. Anyway, he does manage to kind of keep her warm enough for her to regain consciousness. And at this point, they realize that they're kind of totally fucked. Yeah. I miss my water. <laughs> do you want to go get more water? <laughs> I do like that they do spend some time or Idris spend some time like fixing up like a shelter out of the, the plane, the plane yeah. that they, they're still in. Right. So he gets like a tarp and puts it over the, the where the table was to keep it like the warmer air in and he builds a fire inside and stuff and he has like a little shelter going for them right and they do try to fire off a couple flares at planes but they're too far away the planes don't see them i remember this from our six days and seven nights episode like i remember han solo saying that the plane was too high to see a flare yeah so like i don't know if it would even helped if they had gotten it beforehand not only was it too high it was way past them already when they fired yeah. the fl- i was like i was like yeah. what are you a doctor of what you idiot Stupidology. Don't you talk about Idris Elba that way? (laughs) (laughs) But I honestly sort of understood it. Like, it's just the desperate moment and you just hoping for anything to get you out of that situation. So I understood why that happened, but you're right. There's no way. Look, I've been in a lot of desperate moments and I've been hoping for anything. Yeah, hoping (laughs) for someone to die so you can taste that sweet, sweet human meat. (laughs) Um, I don't know how to do an intervention for cannibalism, but I'm going to look it up online because I'm concerned about you guys. Texas Day Brazil. Texas Day Bo Bridges. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they should have had on the mountain. We'll get to our cannibalism intervention later at Fogo to Chow. <laughs> the, girl, the girl from the dating app would like to know how many days I was stranded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in the movie, it's three weeks. Yeah, three, so three weeks. Three weeks. I like her already, though. I like that she's really willing to roll with the weird. What, what did you write to her as the message to explain why you're asking this? If I <laughs> I didn't, I was like, if I was in a plane crash and we were married and I came back and told you I ate human meat and had sex with someone else, what would you be more upset with? <laughs> oh, she is chaos and I love it. I do love that she responded like seriously to and that question. And didn't just immediately block yeah, you for thinking exactly. that you're going to eat people. She probably looked over her roommate and was like, this guy's got some awesome questions, <laughs> man. I feel like we're really connecting. <laughs> Th- yes, that's how Paige. bar. That's yes. how low the bar is set on dating apps. They're like he really wants to get to know me. He wants to get to know me. He gave me these cotton candy grapes, but I don't think anything's gonna go wrong. I hear he eats ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she she says she says honestly, if you went through all that, I don't know if I could be upset about either. You? She's like, yeah, we're good. I'm assuming you would just tell me it was to stay warm, and I'd have to accept the sex part. I guess now you know what to say if you ever cheated on her. We were stranded at the club for like two and a half hours. We were working late. It got really cold. <laughs> uh, it was just like we had to keep warm or whatever. We were stuck in an elevator for four hours. <laughs> we were stuck in that hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we paid to be there. But there was nothing in the mini bar. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> I like the idea that the dog was me. And I'm just in the background of these pictures that she's taken of him naked. I'm like, please stop having sex. I'm also in this cabin. <laughs> I really do love the life of pie edit of this movie, <laughs> which honestly, Mikey, I could easily shoot. Like I could, you could just come over here in this room that I'm in right now. I'll put up my green screen and we could just drop it in. <laughs> and like, and like, it, we could just drop it in one of the photos. You know what I'm saying? Think about me going like, Kate Winslet, I'm going to protect you from this mountain lion. I get bit and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then there, he's like sewing me up and he's like, this fucking stupid dog. And you're like, I'm me. 
<laughs> I'm a human person. Shut up, dog. <laughs> Go look for dog. I, my name is I'm my, right here. Have you ever seen like when a dog is trying like not to look at you? Like cats do it too. Sometimes where they're just like, yeah. I picture you as a person with that facial expression. Just all the time. All That's the how time. I picture you. <laughs> yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that one. I like that everyone's on board with not being mad about anything that happens in this movie and just being like, well, it was on the mountain. I don't know. I think I might be mad about that. I don't know. Todd, would you be mad if Natalie had sex with Idris Elba while she was stranded for three weeks on the top of a mountain? No, I'd high five her. I would be sad about it. But like I would like if Natalie had sex with Idris Elba just on a random Tuesday here in town, I'd be sad about okay. it. But honestly, I'd get it. I think the celebrity part. What about just a regular, like a regular dude? Is he hotter than you? Me personally? Probably, statistically. <laughs> <laughs> I was say the same thing. I was like, odds are, yeah, he's more attractive than me. Because if she was like, we we had to have sex to stay warm, and then she shows a picture, and you're just like, oh, uh, I love you, honey. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So if he's like an uggo, like if he was <laughs> yeah. like an ugly version of the ugly me, yeah, I would probably, I probably wouldn't be as mad about it as if it was like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if it was Ryan Reynolds, it'd be like eight hours before it happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, I'm kind of chilly and I didn't bring a jacket. Should we have sex for oh, warmth? I think Idris Elba's hotter than Ryan Reynolds. I personally would choose Idris Elba over Ryan Reynolds. He's up there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, sploosh. Okay, okay. So we, we all we talk about it a lot. We know who's on the spit list. Idris Elba is obviously on the spit list. Yeah, but who's on your eat list? What celebrity would you eat if you need? To? After last week, Ricky Gervais for sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Just out of spite, Mikey. On a random Tuesday here in town, <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch the invention of lying again. You made us. You chose it. I know. He gets so mad at his own picks. I <laughs> just because I picked it doesn't mean it's not terrible. <laughs> The, the role of the pick is like you host us through this journey. Like, look where we are now with this. <laughs> we ended up back in cannibalism. Again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sensing a theme with both of you two that's terrifying me. It was Easter. I feel like you're slowly trying to like gaslight me into eating human meat. It was just raccoon meat, Charlie. <laughs> I call it Soylent Green. It's plant-based. It's plant-based people. <laughs> That's why it's green. I think I would eat. I'm trying to think. Yeah, this is something you really got to ponder. Dean Kane. I got a couple of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Tell me all I your need reasons. To hear them right now. <laughs> One, like he stopped doing Hallmark movies, so there's like nothing really keeping me attached to him. <laughs> <laughs> Two, <laughs> he's kind of a dick. Yeah, kind of. I've heard that. Yeah. Three, he's thick. He could feed us for weeks. <laughs> 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 he's not too muscular anymore, <laughs> but he's not like. Huh. It would be like a good, like, like a good <laughs> muscle density for like good steak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dean steak. Holy shit. Dean Kane has 190 acting credits. Is he doing porn? Like, that's so many acting credits. It's Hallmark, dude. He's been in a ton of that stuff. Yeah, he stole some amulet from an old lady, and he's been time traveling through all these movies since. <laughs> God damn. That sounds like a better movie than anything he's been in for 15 years. Guys, he has... 10 projects that are in production right now. I thought he was so hot on Lois and Clark when I was a kid. I Here's was like, thing, Todd, Oof. 190 projects, but also 190 pounds. 
Yeah, he's got 190 projects and exercise in ain't one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's a good pick. Paige, who would you eat? Oh, God, I have no idea. I asked this question with no plans. (laughs) Probably (laughs) probably Army Hammer for karma. Oh, God, the irony of that. Right? That's pretty fun, huh? (laughs) That's a good pick. That is a good pick. We should just watch a live. (laughs) It's a really, it's a romance to food. Anyway, so he buries the pilot instead of eating all that sweet pilot meat. Oh, I thought he was just putting it in the quote unquote freezer for later. No, he buries him. I know, but he buries it in the snow. Like it's not going to decompose super quickly when it's on ice. Yeah, but it's going to get freezer burned, Todd, and ruin the texture (laughs) of the meat. I'm so sorry. When we watched Fresh for Horror Virgin, I didn't take notes. So, like, I don't know how to properly prepare human meat. I didn't take notes either. I was too distracted. (laughs) Anyway, he's made, like, a splint for her leg. They've divided up the food that they have. They tried to fire the flare at the plane, but it's not there. They know that they can only go so long without food and water. And they're trying to burn anything that'll burn. So they've got the insulation in the plane. They've got like receipts. She's got some of her photos and her wedding invitation. Yeah. I do like that when, I think it's like three days in, like you were saying, Paige, when she like comes out and he's working on something. And mm-hmm. she that's when she gives him the rule of threes. The we can survive three minutes without air, three days without water, and three weeks without food. Let me help. Like, let me do something. Because she is like she's going stir crazy because she's just laying in a cold plane for three days and he's like the only thing you can do to help is to not help because you're going to make it harder on me because you're injured and you know I I don't want to have to carry you around which he would yeah exactly but that's the reason Mikey liked this movie because it was like listen woman you can't help I hate you. Listen, uh, woman, your mouth is full of teeth and your brain is full of not thoughts. You stay put. (laughs) But she is injured. Like, he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong. I do feel like if she wasn't injured, like he's not injured, she would be helping and he would be on board for that. Yeah. So what they decide is that he's going to hike up the ridge nearest to them with her camera and use the telephoto lens to see if he can see a road or any sort of life or anyone who can rescue them so he climbs the ridge and struggles to get up there but does and doesn't see anything i do love that shot though because it was very clearly either like a helicopter or probably a drone when this was shot and it just it's a great great shot it's like him walking up on top of the ridge and you see like Mm -hmm. nothing but like mountains and shit around him i was like oh they're fucked yeah while she's waiting for him she goes through his wallet she finds a picture picture of his wife yeah uh she finds his recorder and hears the last message his wife left well she doesn't hear all of it she hears just the beginning of it yeah and then she stops listening to it because she's like i shouldn't be doing this this is like an invasion of privacy right meanwhile he slips and falls and almost falls off the ridge which would have been terrible that scared me like i I was like oh idris is dead like what what is gonna happen now and he's saved by like this little lip of rock like right Mm. before he like honestly like launches himself off that mountain i i was terrified on this scene yeah it is yeah legitimately terrifying Well, and as that's happening to him back at the airplane fuselage, uh, there's what looks like another dog or a wolf, but we realize that it's a cougar outside the fuselage. Yeah. And she tries to stop the dog from going out there. It's too late. The dog runs out. Coming after that Mikey. Yeah, it's coming (laughs) after it. And we do hear the dog get hurt because the dog does get injured. I've been hurt by one or two cougars in my time. Same, Mikey. Fully same. The cougar tries to come into the plane fuselage. They always try and come. Always. And she fires a 
flare into its eye and it runs away. I love when you see it dead later. Like, yeah, the flare burned out his eye. <laughs> like, yes. it's graphic. And I immediately thought when they reveal they find the cougar, I was like, oh, they're going to eat the cougar tonight. And then they, they don't. Did. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. That's the meat they cut up. Oh, I must have missed that shit. I didn't realize they were doing that. Yeah. And that meat lasts them for 10 days. That's how they survive for like two weeks. Okay. But like what I couldn't figure out is why they didn't try to dry out the hide and use it for extra warmth yeah because it's a cougar yeah you're right yeah they do eat the meat that's i mean good they should he stitches up the dog so the dog's okay yeah and they basically he reveals they're fucked there's nothing around us they could maybe find the beacon but that's about it and he she wants to leave and go find stuff he wants to stay put Uh, and they kind of argue about it uh, and he says some kind of unkind things to her about like well you got me into this it's like you didn't have to go Dude, like you chose. Yeah, like she didn't crash the plane. You guys, yeah. took, you like picked the oldest pilot out there with like a weird racist dog. Yeah, the dog <laughs> in this movie is racist. The dog in in this movie is super racist. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we wake up the next morning and she's already on the move. She took the dog. He wakes up and she's gone. She left a note that basically says like, I'm going to try and find help. I can't just sit here and wait. He gets out and takes stock of her surroundings. He packs up what he can in in the plane. He goes and finds the tail and the beacon, but it is completely broken and useless. So he follows her footsteps and he quickly catches up with her, even though she's got hours of lead time on him. That's how slow she's moving. I mean, her leg is fucked up. Like it did not bother me that he was able to catch up with her relatively quickly. Yeah. Because, and he like even goes and like checks out the tail before he catches up with her. Yeah. Like he stumbles upon it. Right. Right. But I mean, I did buy that she is moving slow. Anyway, he keeps moving with her because he's like, I didn't I didn't want us to be alone. We should stay together. Yeah. You know, let's keep moving. He talks about that he's a neurosurgeon and he tells her that they have to get down to the tree line to find shelter. And they do. The dog shows them a cave because the dog, again, this racist dog saves them more times than anyone else saves anybody in this movie. Yeah. The dog is the best. Well, Still racist, but... Well, I mean, aside from barking at Idris Elba once, he's a great dog. The whole dog. time. <laughs> I barked at it one time, and he was just showing out for Walter, because Walter's racist. The other barks are communication. He comes back and barks at him that he found a cave. Yeah. So uh, he checks her leg. It is starting to look better. Yeah. They cuddle together in the cave for warmth. Yeah, for warmth. And he does tell her that they found the beacon and it was smashed. So their best chance of survival is to stay together and try to find some, some something, some road, some house, anything. Yeah. So we cut to the, she wakes up. And she is upset that she forgot to say I love you to her fiance the last time she called him. And so he climbs in next to her to keep her warm. And we get a ton of prominent shots of her engagement ring, which makes it even harder to invest in them as a love story because it's like a weird barrier. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's rough because she is married and like or not married, but she was like about to get married. I don't know, man. It was a weird wrinkle in this movie for me. Which part was? The fact that she was about to be married. Like She's about to be married and they're just constantly showing shots of her engagement ring, yeah. even in the in the snow and shit. They're like reminding you that she is uh, with someone else. Right. Yeah, it's a bit heavy handed. Well, it was a pretty big ring. Yeah. Because of the ring. Yeah. You guys get it. So the next morning <laughs> she goes out and uses her telephoto lens and she sees a reflection in the distance, which is probably a window. Um, 
but they aren't sure. But they're it's their only lead. It's the only thing they can do. I did think it was smart that they were using her like professional camera to look and see if they can like use a telephoto lens to zoom in to see what it is. It doesn't really help them in this situation, yeah. but I like that they tried that. I thought I thought that was pretty smart. Yeah, and so they start making their way down toward the the flash that she saw and this is where she keeps asking like you wear a ring but you don't talk about your wife and I'm like bitch the recording means she was dead like the I mean it might as well on that recording have been like I can't wait to get back and see you husband it's been like it's it is the most obvious dead person ever yeah do you guys have any recordings of your dead loved ones Mm, yes Yeah, yeah of course same I actually do I don't have one for Logan but I have a voicemail from my dad on my first MacBook Pro that I got for college, it had dictation software, which is like one of the first times yeah. computers ever came with that. And I would have to go dig for it. But somewhere I have a recording of my grandmother talking about her childhood back when she was a lot more lucid oh, before that's awesome. the dementia really took. Yeah. And again, I would have to go f- like really find and search for it. But I do have it somewhere. That's awesome. So this is they they get to a portion of the ridge where they realize that the only option to move forward is to cross a frozen lake that is not secure. Yeah. And there's no easy way for her to get down there. And she wants to just like fucking jump because she's stupid. No, I mean, and that would have <laughs> killed her like 100 percent. I don't think the fall would have because she probably would have hit the water. So she'd land in the water, be a block of ice in a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have pushed her under the ice. This argument blows my mind. Each time I see it where he's like, why would you just want to die right now? Like, and then she's like, do you think we're actually going to make it? He's like, I mean, not really. But like, are you going to just like die? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right now. I love that. He's like, I don't want to die. Like, that's why I don't want to jump. Like what you're suggesting. Kate Winslet is insane. Yeah. And so they turn and go back up the hill and they find shelter. And it's literally just like a lean to basically. Uh, He doesn't have any reception and he doesn't have a lot of battery left, so they end up listening to basically one piano song as they fall asleep. Yeah, which honestly, I would not have done that. I'd have been like, no, we're saving this battery. Sorry. Yeah, but they're still headed toward the flash that she saw, so they kind of slide down the hill a little bit toward that flash and this is where he asks her to take a picture of him because he's like if I'm gonna die I want this to be my last picture and she tells a Phoebe Kate's dad stuck in the chimney level story (laughs) about why she can't take this last photo and it but it's essentially she befriended a girl that she was doing a story on that girl gets injured in an explosion and she photographs her and then she dies like immediately after so she refuses to take it i did sort of think it was a wild story because she like befriends this girl in a war zone a bomb goes off and then she like takes a photo of her as she's dying and i was like oh that is something that i'm sure a photojournalist would do but it's also a very weird sort of like boundary that like i wouldn't do that like i'm not a photojournalist it's not my job right but like i would not take a photo of someone as they're dying so it's like one of those it's on the line of like not great yeah you know the worst part is that it was a selfie Gotta get those legs. Yeah, it turns out she's been <laughs> Logan Paul this entire time. <laughs> the filters they he she used on that poor girl no, with like no, the cat with the, the cat rainbow. Ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking That's so knew it. That's I so knew it. Terrible. Oh, this oh. one makes you look old. 
<laughs> this is what you would have looked like if you had lived past today. No! Oh, God, that's terrible. Let's use the alive filter on TikTok. <laughs> anyway, so he says, well, we're not going to die. Not today. So they keep moving down through the snow and they stop for a little bit for her to kind of like sit on a log. She sends him to go look for the dog and the dog has actually hopped through kind of like a hole in the clearing and finds a cabin. So Ben goes to the cabin and it's empty, but it's a cabin, which is going to really help. Uh, But as he finds it, he hears Alex, Kate Winslet, calling for him because the ice below her is breaking. And he finds her or sees her just in time to see her pop through the ice. He pulls her back up by her hood. She's unconscious. Dude, pulling her up out of the ice, that looked so difficult. So it looks like he yeah. actually had to do that. I have some fun facts about that, actually, Fuck. how they filmed that. I mean, he's the kind of dude that that would do it. Yeah. Yeah, but like after that, you sort of have to, right? Yeah. Wait, you sort of have to pull her out of the ice or you sort of have to put out for the guy who pulled you out of the ice? You have to kind of... <laughs> return the favor you know what i'm saying i mean you don't have to but personally i'd be encouraged to inter i'd be like (laughs) i mean he did pull me out of the ice but also it's idris elba so like it was gonna happen anyway it was gonna happen anyway (laughs) it was gonna happen if we stood in front of an air conditioner too long it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i just hope if we ever meet idris elba and i'm around you i want you to say to him is it a little cold in here to you (laughs) I promise. I solemnly promise so to do. (laughs) Honey, I had to sleep with him. He told me my shoes were untied. I could have died. (laughs) So he drags her to the cabin and then he kind of goes through the cabin. He finds a couple cans of soup. He gets a fire started. Yeah. There's blankets in bed. He kind of like gets her warmed up, but she's not responding well. He finds an uh, like a snake anti-venom syringe and Jerry rigs it to give her saline essentially yeah and it does work she kind of comes back um but she's still really weak yeah and i love when she comes back she's like will you help me pee and he goes i I thought thought you'd you'd never never ask ask. which i was like this is a weird time to talk about kinks but it's good that they have open communication it's a weird place to put a piss fetish but like you know you guys in relationships where you pee in front of the other person no what you guys own a house together yeah we definitely pee in front of each other it's not weird at all <laughs> there are two adults uh-huh. in this house page and there are two bathrooms. There's oh, no see, we only have one bathroom. Yeah, yeah. So like although when we lived in the apartment and we only had one bathroom, if she was in it and I had to go, like if she was taking a shower, I would walk to the like fitness center and use the bathroom there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever want to go to the bathroom in front of somebody else. I don't want to see someone go to the bathroom. That is not something I want to be a part of. Have you ever have you ever pooped in front of your partner? Yes. Refer to what I just said for my answer. Mikey, have you? I'm terrified of your answer. Um, no. I mean, I've I have before, but I don't I'm not in a relationship currently. But that, the question well, is, have you, you done yeah. it in front of your partner? I've gone pee-pee, but not poo-poo. Right. And by poo-poo, I don't mean like I'm sitting there, you know, squeezing a whole log out, but more like he's like, I left my phone in there. And I'm like, okay, okay, bye, you know, whatever. I mean, I've shared a hotel room and gotten pretty sick. So, I mean, like. Oh, that bad. too. I I have been, when I had salmonella, I had salmonella in front of Jake. That's love right there. Yeah, dude. If you can Don't make marry it through somebody until you've puked in front of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I take it back. I did date someone once who wanted to hold it while I peed. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. You told me this story before. Yeah. See, I'm not that weirded out by that. Is that strange? I don't think it's like super weird, but for someone who doesn't like to pee or doesn't like to do anything bathroom related in front of anybody, it was it was a weird experience for me. Mm. 
Did she shake it afterwards? Like its hand? Yeah, she like flicked it and spit on it a bit. <laughs> She's like, you don't want you to dribble. <laughs> no, I don't think she did any of the aftercare stuff. Well, that's like an important part. Did you teach her about it or did you just like dribble in your underwear? I mean, I handled it. It's fine. Well, that's even weirder. So like you had to take control and move her hand away to shake it. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I feel like this is something people would remember personally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I honestly, I mean, we could call her and ask her. She hates me. So like, I'm sure yeah, she'd love she hates to... you because you didn't let her shake it out after. Yeah. Like she wanted the full And you had to go like experience. snatching it back up. Out of her hands yeah. sharing is caring for the freaks so yeah that was mm-hmm. probably the strangest like i think that's the only time i've ever let a partner watch me pee also i feel like you have some new things to unpack in therapy and i'm glad we got here sometimes jake has to go pee while i'm in the shower and then we talk while it's happening yeah it's not weird i don't think it's weird it's just not something i would like to do you'd be surprised it's kind of fun <laughs> yeah because if they say something bad you can just pee on them Paige, have you ever held it while he peed? No, I have not. But if if he asked me to, I would not be opposed, I guess. Okay, for the record, I did not ask her to do that. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, it's never happened uh, because that's not necessarily a particular kink of mine. But, like, I don't find it weird. I didn't really find it that weird either. And I don't think it was something she was enjoying sexually. I think it was... Just curiosity? Yes. I fully get it from a curiosity yeah. perspective. A hundred percent. It wasn't... It didn't lead to anything sexy. It was like, we were going to go out to dinner and she was like, can I hold it? And I was like, okay. Yeah, I get that. Because like, I, I mean, I'm assuming that... I, I assume that like me, she did not have one of her own. Right. And, and so they are somewhat foreign. Yeah. That's sort of how she sold it to me. She was like, I don't yeah. have one. I want to see what it's like. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Did you get pegged? <laughs> <laughs> No, Mikey, I don't think you know what any of this means. Oh, I know. (laughs) It wasn't something she asked to do again. Yeah, because I I assume it's very anticlimactic. (laughs) Ergo why I haven't asked to do it a first time. I don't know. I don't have enough sex right now to specialize in anything. I'm like post plane crash back to general practitioner. (laughs) Because you can no longer be a neurosurgeon, Mikey. Yeah, because my hand is so hurt from this time of isolation. (laughs) It was my jerking hand. (laughs) That's why you always go non-dominant hand to jerk it, Mikey. I'm ambidextrous. That's a pro tip. I mean, Mikey, don't get too freaky in the bedroom that we have heard on this show. No, he saves that for Sean's couch. (laughs) (laughs) You get freaky in the living room. Hey, girl, you want to fuck a penguin? They mate for life. <laughs> Mikey's like, hey, come over. We'll watch a movie. And she's like, okay, cool. They come over. They're like Netflix and chilling on the couch. And she's like, do you want to take this to the bedroom? And he goes, no, the bedroom's where we sleep. This is where we fuck. I have insomnia. You're supposed to use a bedroom for just sleeping. <laughs> so she wakes up in the cabin and he kind of fills her in on what he's done for Wait, the last couple days. We have to talk about how the sheets were ziplocked and the whole cabin was abandoned except their ziplocked sheets on the bed. Uh, it's They're covered with plastic. Yeah. yeah. I got the impression that like they just don't use that cabin anymore, but they yeah, like they winterized it or up. something. Yeah. They like closed it up for the winter and just. I got the impression that they had like closed it for the winter and always intended to get back and never did. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. But but it does look like it's been years since someone used it. Yeah. You wanted to buy that cabin there, Paige, and now we never go every winter. We spent so much money on that cabin. It's because you wouldn't watch me poop. 
And there's only one bathroom in that cabin. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there's no walls. It's like in the front room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just right next to the couch. Like Netflix and how chill do you want to get? <laughs> uh, he does also find a, a generator, but it doesn't work. Yeah. It was such a weird move to even show us that there was a broken generator. Yeah. Well, he tries to go outside wearing snowshoes. They don't work. She finds the recorder and he walks back in as she's listening to his wife. Yeah. That that message. And he's like, if you really want to know, play the whole thing. And it doesn't really tell you after she plays the whole thing. It doesn't like, tell you really. Um, but she apologizes. She's like, that was really unfair of me. And so he goes and collects himself. He goes outside, comes back inside. And then he's like, I'm going to go cut more wood. And she's like, I'm sorry. She goes to hug him and then kisses him on the lips. And they kiss again. And then it's fucking on. Even though she's full blown injured, it has only been awake for like 12 hours. Uh, yeah, but they are definitely pounding it out right now. Honestly, this is a great sex scene I that just doesn't belong in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd watch this any day of the week, but it does not fit here. It fits. We have not really seen any chemistry between them up to this point. He found a cabin. Paige, it doesn't mean he anything. He built that whole cabin for her. <laughs> he did not. He left one log <laughs> off the fire. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so I mean I understand why they didn't have like romantic or sexual chemistry but like they were so occupied with like just staying alive yeah. that they didn't have time for that like th- there just wasn't any of that right. shown and I don't necessarily think that for me at least it doesn't feel like they're having sex because they love each other in this moment. They're having sex because they're gonna die. Yes. They're like, it's been weeks for both of us, probably longer for Idris, right? Right, right. Like, we probably won't ever be able to have sex with anybody else because we're gonna die out here. So let's just enjoy each other while we can. Wait, 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 wait. If you don't have sex for weeks, it's this bad if you don't have sex for weeks? No, it's fine, Mikey. Oh, am I gonna die? Yes. Oh. Someday. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Eventually. But it's okay because there's a man in the sky guy and he gives everyone mansions i hated that movie so much a final destination is gonna come for me (laughs) oh my god the fact that she gets saved by a log truck i was just like i don't trust it (laughs) (laughs) well she was in front of it not behind it that's where they're dangerous Mm. Don't you go sneaking up on a log truck <laughs> Peek behind the curtain I did send you guys a picture today From my car Where I was driving behind a truck With a ladder on it Yeah <laughs> And I just said Tell my family I love that <laughs> Anyway So they pound it out yeah. It's hot It's a it good is, one It is a long Long sex scene uh, Then she takes his picture While he's asleep And she's The next morning She's like I've been thinking There has to be a road And this is not dumb thought Because like How would you get to that cabin Like even if you had to hike It has to be within an easy hiking distance right. to get there. I mean, because you'd have to carry provisions in. Like, right, exactly. My thought was, even if that thing has been abandoned for 20 years, there's a, a road that is deteriorated, but there is a road somewhere that leads somewhere. Yeah, there's some sort of access road to it. Yes. Yeah. And he's going to go without her. She's going to stay. He does tell her that his wife died, and, yeah. and that's you know why the voicemail is what it is. And uh, so he leaves. They hug goodbye. He gets a little ways out, and he's like, I can't can't go without you. You have to come with me. So they start hiking together again. At one point, he ends up dragging her on a sled. Yeah. So wait, was the plan just to have sex with her and then abandon her at the cabin? 
Well, yeah. I mean, that's the plan. Like, like that's the go-to plan. No, I don't mean like your plan. I mean like the plan <laughs> in the movie was for them to have sex and for Idris just to go find help, I guess? No, yes. no, no. His plan was like, you need to come with me because we both got to die now <laughs> that we hooked up. <laughs> this is why when he gets back from civilization, he just runs. Yeah, I, <laughs> he never figured this would work out. I think the better plan would have been for him to go find help because within short order, he would have found that city. Or that logging camp or whatever it is. Probably. Within a day or so. Within a day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but because they have both of them, they're moving slowly. They fall asleep against a tree. And for a, a minute, I thought they were going to die there. Dude, when he like falls and rolls down the hill, I thought he was dead because he doesn't move for a while. Yeah. As he's like rolling down that hill. I was like, damn, is he already dead? Yeah. Uh, but the dog wakes him up. Yeah. Because the dog found the city. Because again, the dog saves more people in this movie than any of people do. Yeah. So he wakes her up. He does get her walking. They see the city. She sends him out to go find the dog. He gets a bear trap on the leg. So then she has to go get help. She makes it to the logging camp and waves down a truck. She's like, oh, my God, I alone was in a plane crash. Please get me back to civilization. I definitely didn't have sex with a very hot man just this morning. So we cut to they both wake up in the hospital. He goes to see her. But who is there? Her fiance, Mark. Yeah, Dermot Mulroney. Uh, you missed our wedding. I mean, he's not upset about it. Like, he's very understanding. Yeah, so. well, and... and Idris Elba very quickly is like, oh, we definitely uh, didn't have sex. I've got to go. Just Kool-Aid man backs out of the room. Just Homer Simpson's through the bushes of that hospital. And then we cut to him crying in the shower. And at this point, I paused the movie to see how much longer was left. And there's more than 20 minutes left of the movie at this point. And I was like, of what? Look, we've all had sex with someone who was taken and then they abandon you and you cry in the shower. Like, that's what, like, really what the movie's about. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not all of us, Mikey. Just the two guys on the podcast then? Okay. <laughs> Glad to know Paige makes better decisions. Well, I mean, that's clear. See, real men cry in the shower, Paige, because as Ernest P. World told me, uh, when you cry in the rain, people can't see your tears. Mm. Y'all got to start pooping next to people. I don't think that's what we're doing Is wrong. Is that what we're doing wrong? I mean, are you sure? Because you're both not doing it. <laughs> she has some points. I mean, I'm not sure there's correlation, but like, yes, yeah, she does have a point. But yeah, uh -huh. I want to know, like, listeners, do you defecate in front of your loved one? I mean, only on the only on the hoods of police. Cars. <laughs> that's true love right there. <laughs> I'm kidding. That is not true. That's not that's not a thing I've done. But you're just like dropping an O-ring and you're like, look me in the eyes. <laughs> I don't think I'd enjoy that at all. I'm not going to say I wouldn't. Enjoy it. Don't knock it till you try. It. I mean, I haven't tried it. That's fair. That is fair. Page. I mean, yeah. I'm a little scared to try it. What if I do like it? I mean, it doesn't have to be poop. You could just pee in front of people. I was very apprehensive about nacho flavored taco shells and like, look oh, who we so are. Fucking delicious. They're yeah. so great. Anyway, so he keeps that racist dog uh, and he goes back to being a doctor. <laughs> it's not, but not racist a surgeon. anymore. It's his dog. And they, yeah. they've, they've come back around. This dog has the best arc in the film page. It does. <laughs> like his, it's like got subtitles. He's like, roo, roo, roo. And he's like, I've really looked into myself and how I was raised. And I really feel like I've made a lot, a lot of bad decisions and really judged people based on how they look. My first dad was clearly racist. <laughs> right. So he goes back to being a doctor, but he's not a surgeon. Yeah, because he uh, something happened to his hand. Probably frostbite on some level, and the, That's the nerves what I'm are guessing. fucked. Yeah. So he can do like general practitioner stuff, which is 
I mean, he still would be a very high paid. He's a doctor. He would make a lot of money. But like yeah. neurosurgeons are like very specialized, make a lot of money. Like their residency, right. is they have the longest residency out of all of them. Uh, they're seven or eight years. If they do a research year, it's a year longer. So like it's yeah. Yeah. It's a very specialized position, whereas general practicing is not as much like that. Right. And we do see him sleeping on the floor in his fancy house with the dog. I get that. Me too. Yeah. And we cut to what looks like a welcome home party with Kate Winslet and Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. Well, and all of their friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. And all their friends. And people are asking her about the photos that she took while she was there. And she kind of like, oh, no, I'm not ready to do that. But we cut to her also sleeping on the floor and swimming at the gym and trying to call Ben and he's not picking up. I really did like that when they get back Ben and they sort of showed this in that hospital scene when he walks over to her room and they like talk for a second and then Dermot Mulroney walks in like I really do like that he even though they've been through all that stuff they had sex like all of that he very much like separates and walks away and gives her space I I like that a lot I thought that was great. Yeah. Well, okay. That part is good. Where he's like, oh man, this is like real. We made it. We didn't think this would happen. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But him. We're back to real life. That wasn't real life. I shouldn't expect things from her. I'm going to let her have her life. Here's what drives me crazy about the end. I mean, skip ahead till their conversation. He's like, how was your wedding? I didn't marry him. And she's like, he's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, you didn't answer the phone. And I'm like, one. Send a text. Yeah, leave a voicemail. First off, are you not leaving voicemails now? I mean, he might not have listened to them even if she did. We already know he collects voicemails. <laughs> well, she she did leave him a voicemail. We watch her do it. I know, but she doesn't mention anything about not getting married. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He should have been like, I want that mountain between us. <laughs> I want to ride that mountain between us. Before they get to that point. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Paige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry, before sorry. they get to that point, she has a conversation with Mark. Yeah. And we don't really get the end of it, but we'll find out later that essentially they break up. I would assume, or at least they don't get married. I mean, you mentioned earlier, like she has gone through a life changing experience and I would definitely understand if like part of that is a new outlook and that new outlook does not include him. And I think if I was Dermot Mulroney in that situation, like it would be very sad, but I would totally get it. Yeah. That's a earth shattering kind of thing that you survive. Things are going to change. Yeah. So she develops the photos. She mails them to him with a note that says, you are the only one who would understand these. Uh, He meets her for lunch. And this is where we find out that he moved back to London. She didn't get married. Yeah. So he flew from London to meet her for lunch. Right. Oof. That's, I mean, listen, I understand that you got to face your fears, but like I would have a hard time getting back on a plane. Well, she even says that she's like, I don't get on planes anymore. He's like, I took a steamer here. (laughs) (laughs) It took me three weeks to make it here to New York. And she's like, you're in a steamer. It's way till we get back to my place. No. (laughs) You're not talking about pooping in front of people, Paige. Not in a second. Sexual way in a we only have one bathroom kind of way. Ah, in a poverty kind of way. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody poops, rich and poor. Everybody poops. Just think that I brought this romantic film. (laughs) It's just poop jokes and cannibalism. Is it romantic? There's no cannibalism in it. Is that your bar for romantic, Paige? <laughs> no, but it is my bar for survival movies. They're in the snow. They had a whole good body full of perfectly good meat. They didn't even use it. It's just being wasted at the top of that mountain with them cougars. Yes. Yeah. In fact, burying the body outside probably attracted the damn cougar. Yeah. Idris. You idiot. 
<laughs> you beautiful big dicked idiot. <laughs> okay, okay. We I'll get... cut it. I'll cut it. Or don't, but like anyway. <laughs> it's not slander if it's true, Paige. I mean, allegedly it is very true. It's only slander if it's bad, right? I don't know. I honestly don't know the rule for that. That guy's a really nice guy. Fuck you, that slander. <laughs> I'm suing you. <laughs> she she admits that she loved him on that mountain, and he admits it too. But they still decide to go their separate ways. And yeah. on the on, as they're leaving, she's like, "Give the dog a name. It deserves it." And he's like, "No, I think we survived because we fell in love." And they and she's like, "No, but then it was just the two of us, and the world is so much bigger." Yeah. And they leave, but then they like he cries, she cries, and I had this thought of like, you know, when you say goodbye to somebody, but then you're parked in the same direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always call it like the like a, I had an awkward pre goodbye, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, but so they limp back to each other, and, and that's, that's the movie. movie. They run back to each other. It's very sweet. They run. she limps. It's pretty funny. It cuts right before like she jumps and not jumps, but like like gets into his arms. And I was like, oh, that's actually really sweet. The, the mm-hmm. walk away when they're both crying, I started tearing up a little bit. Yeah, because it is like. It's emotional. Like they went through it and both these people are great actors. Like they are pulling some emotion out in the scene. It's really, really good. I didn't really understand why they walked separately because she's like, I guess it was just the thing in the mountains. And he's like, I guess so. He's they're terrible communicators. I wish I knew how to quit you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that he went there hoping that they could date. Or be together or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he came from London. I don't think he would have come from London unless that is thought, not like, a date situation. Right. That's like a we're in it to poop together or we're out. <laughs> yeah. For shitter or for worse. <laughs> I think that he was just kind of going along with what she was saying because she is clearly the one driving the, you know, the world's bigger. We shouldn't be together, which I sort of understand what she's saying, but trauma bond, well, baby. She had the worst ideas the whole movie. Her character exactly. has like no. No idea what she's like a very poorly written character. Her her character's main trait is having bad ideas. Yeah. Anyway, so having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about the mountain between us? Didn't love it. Oddly charming. <laughs> yeah, I sort of liked it. I mean, but again, Paige, I agree with you. It is almost two yeah. hours long, and it very much could be summed up with the plane crashes, they get down the mountain, they get together. Yeah. But like that's every movie. Like they took the ring to the mountain, threw it in. Yeah, that movie also didn't need to be three hours long. That movie was three movies long. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but it's like one movie per book. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even then, stuff happens where it's like there's a giant spider and then there's a huge Balrog. Like, at least there's things that keep you interested. There, there was things that keep me interested and they banged. That's what happened. They don't bang until over an hour and like 15 minutes into this movie. But Paige, worth the wait. I mean, well, it is a good sex scene, but still. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I weirdly like it, and I don't understand why. I think it's because I like survival movies, and then, like, they sprinkle in romance, which I'm also a fan of, and I'm like, this is this is something, it's like tingling something inside of me that I like. She's terrible. Her character's terrible. It definitely seems kind of like a very male perspective-driven movie. It is, yeah. I'll agree with that, too. Uh, which I think is his biggest flaw, but I still oddly find it fun to watch them try to survive in there and then find a cabin. You know what I'm saying? I do think that I was right about why you like this movie. Don't read into my psyche. I think it's true. Okay, why did I like Fresh so much? Because secretly you're a cannibal and Sebastian (laughs) Stan is hot. Like, I understand why you liked it. Yeah. Because besides (laughs) Jake, you only date people who are terrible for you. (laughs) That's actually 
actually not true. I have a pretty normal dating history. I mean, normal until you guys break up and then you eat them. But yeah. Hey, there's a reason none of them have ever said anything mean about me after. Because <laughs> they were delicious. Yes. <laughs> I, I will say I really want the, the life of Mikey, like life of pie slash Mikey edit of this movie, which we could easily do. Like I could green screen you into one of those photos and then that's all we would so need. funny. That's so funny. <laughs> Be really funny to post for the social share. <laughs> just them, just them snuggling in bed naked, and me like on the floor. Just do do the one with Idris Elba asleep, like that photo, and then Mikey's just in the background, like <laughs> bundled up. You could use one of my ski photos. <laughs> I don't have time to do all that, but yeah, I do love that. I think that's very fun. I think it's a great movie that explores trauma bonding and how strong that can be. It definitely does explore trauma bonding, but I think maybe we should do before we do fun facts and all that stuff. Do you think they're still together? Hell no. I don't think so either. I do think that they would be together for a few years even, but I don't think a trauma bond will sustain you. I think you need more than just trauma to sustain your relationship. I want to believe, but their communication is so terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they don't get along and they have almost nothing in common. They got one thing in common and it's the that mountain, mountain. between them. <laughs> the mountain. And a relationship is going to go a long way with that mountain and a trauma bond. Put them together. You got a mountain of trauma. You got, you got me. <laughs> All right, Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? I do. I have some fun facts. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Mountain, Mountain fun, fun facts. facts. Hell yeah. So originally this movie, they cast Michael Fassbender and Margot Robbie. Oh, damn. Okay. Would have been great. Yeah, they're both great actors too. That would have been a different. That would have been a very different movie. Mikey, you still would have loved this movie. I know. I I love Margot <laughs> Robbie too. I, mean, like, I do. Mm. I also, I mean, I know you love her because she got them teeths. I love Margot Robbie. I think she's amazing in pretty much everything I've seen her in. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they got replaced by Charlie Hunnam and Rosamund Pike, which I would have also watched. Yeah, I don't know Rosamund Pike very much, but I like Charlie Hunnam she's a lot. She's pretty good. Charlie Hunnam is flaming hot. And used to be one of my customers at Sir Latab in uh, Los nice. Angeles. He's super nice in person. So what has that girl been in? Rosamund Pike has been in a bunch. She of was stuff. Gone Girl. She was Gone Girl. Yeah, wasn't oh. she also a Bond girl, I believe? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I know you're talking about. She is great. No, she was a Bond girl at one point. Yeah, yeah. she was in Die Another Day. She, yeah. I just looked her up online. She she is a great actress. You're right. Like yeah. that, that would have been a good pairing, I think, as well. She's also the sister in At World's End yeah. as well. So they both drop out. And that's when they uh, cast Idris Elba and Kate Winslet. Okay. Um, but they still had to delay production because Kate Winslet had to attend a memorial service for Alan Rickman. Oh, oh. Professor Snape. Professor Snape. Right before this movie filmed, Leonardo DiCaprio had finished The Revenant. Okay. And so he would text Kate Winslet tips on how to survive shooting in cold. I love it. And so it. she would text him photos of her in horrible cold conditions while shooting this movie with captions, this one's for you, honey. Which is very funny. I to love me. that they're still close. Like that is, yeah, that's great. Uh, now during this shoot on location in Canada, Idris Elba actually met his wife to be, Sabrina Dowre Elba. Uh, they're now married at a party, <laughs> like just no while they were shit. Shooting. That's kind of funny. That's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Regarding the freezing water shots, it was originally going to be 
uh, Kate Winslet's stunt double. And she does do some of the shots. But Kate was adamant that she should do some as well, saying, quote, I'm the water and ice person. Water's my thing because of (laughs) Titanic. (laughs) This time she is the one in the cold water, though. That's great. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, didn't she get to be on the door last time? Like, I don't know if she can really say water's her thing. Anyway, every daily shoot for this project required a 10,000 foot ascent into the Canadian Rockies. Now they do drive about 40 minutes to base camp and then they had to hike to their shooting uh, areas every day. That's nuts. Yeah. Temperatures often dipped to minus 38. Oh, it's this was a grueling and brutal shoot. Yeah. So early on in the film, Kate Winslet's character, Alex, asks Ben if he's from England. And it's technically an in joke because they're both from England. Yeah. Uh, they were o- they were born only about four- 50 miles apart. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, this is the second movie in which Dermot Mulroney stars where a plane crashes in Arctic conditions and there's a battle of survival. The other movie was The Grey starring oh, Liam Neeson like six years before. That's the one where he takes the tiny body. Bottles yeah, on it. Yeah. Man. Yep. And you don't, yep. you never know if he dies or not. I actually really sort of liked that movie quite a bit. Yeah. Although it's kind of a horror movie, right? Like, I mean, it's it's an adventure thriller, I guess. It. I, I think it's classified as a survival adventure movie, but like, there are some, I remember watching it being very freaked out because there are moments where like these people are around a fire and the wolves are just like snatching them from like the fire. It's very creepy. And think about that movie if they would have got a cabin and all had sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for the warmth page because of the implication yeah uh early in the film when they're on the plane ben says that he lives in baltimore and this was actually added and it is a reference to him in the wire stringer bell on the wire no shit okay yeah Yeah. because that's where the wire takes place i I thought that was just like a coincidence i was like that's awesome okay yep nope that is why it's there that's great and near the end of the movie uh he carries alex on a makeshift sled after she has walked most of the film in the novel she's on the sled most of the story and those are your fun facts oh well thank you for those fun facts page let's talk some box office yeah let's talk box office so what do you think the production budget was for the mountain between us i think this was an expensive movie 30 mil okay what do you think mikey maybe more like 35 yeah so it's exactly 35 million dollars like and i understand like with what Paige was saying like you've got to hike up every day like that's a long yeah. like hike that's going to take away time you could shoot on the mountain as an actor if i was doing i'm not an actor but like if i was an actor having to do that you'd have to pay me a lot to get me on that mountain every day you know what i'm saying so like i understand why this movie was expensive okay yeah. so this movie came out on october 6th 2017 and it was number two in the box office that weekend it launched the same day as blade runner 2049 so that was number one Ooh. that weekend obviously the mountain between us was number two it was number two Three and it had been out five weeks and it was still number three. It at that point that weekend had made three hundred and five million dollars. Not that weekend alone, but in the its first five weeks it had already made three hundred five million. Right. Number four was My Little Pony the movie, and number five was Kingsman the Golden Circle. So what do you think the Mountain Between Us made in its first weekend out? Mm. Literally say any number. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say ten. 10.5. Okay. I'll go a little higher. I'm going to go, I'll go 
14. Paige, are you looking at it? Because it is exactly no. $10.5 million. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, it's $10,551,000. So you're like right on it, Paige. Like, like right on could it. Could not That's have crazy. been closer. Uh, and it was in the theaters for another 10 weeks. So 11 week total run. Obviously it didn't do as good as its first weekend out. Movies rarely do. Uh, but what do you think it made domestically in its total box office run? I'm going to say it made 28. Mikey, what do you think? I'm going to say 22. It made $30.3 million in its domestic run, but it made an extra $32.2 million internationally, which the majority of that comes from Australia and the United Kingdom and then Mexico, uh, which I think Australia and United Kingdom make sense to me because those are both sort of UK-centric places. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's where it made the bulk of that international box office. But still, a total worldwide box office of $62.6 million dollars and then another $5.3 million in the home market. So I bet this movie did make money. Obviously, it's not going to get a sequel, so like, there's not going to be any more of these, but I think it made plenty of money. For what it is. Yeah, yeah. it did fine. Yeah. But that's your box office. This week, Mikey made us watch The Mountain Between Us. What are you making us watch next week, Paige? So I found out this morning that it is the 20th anniversary of one of my favorite rom-coms. And so I think it only appropriate that we do it. And that is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I saw someone post about that yeah. in uh, the uh, Facebook group. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I remember my mom dragging me to see this movie. And I was like, I don't want to go see a rom-com. It's going to be stupid. And she's like, it's great. And it was. I remember liking it quite a bit when I saw it. And I went back and saw it with my girlfriend at the time. We... We saw this for as like a bachelorette party for my aunt's wedding. Oh, nice. That's very appropriate. Yeah. Like my sister and I and my mom and my aunt and I believe my grandma at the time as well. Nice. um, Is how I first saw this movie. Yeah. I love this film. It makes me so happy and it makes me cry happy tears. I, I will absolutely be crying happy tears. I think one of the things I liked most about it even at the time even being a young person seeing it was it was one of the first times I felt like I saw someone who looked more like me in a movie than most rom-coms. I think that's fair. I think one of the things for me in Big Fat Greek Wedding is Nia Vardalos is like not skinny ever yeah and and it's not necessarily an issue she finds someone who just loves her for her and I love it it's yeah. always been something I really appreciated. Well, awesome. Well, your homework for next week is to, I don't know, put Windex on it and then watch <laughs> My Big Fat Greek Wedding and then check back for that episode next week. Yes. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Yes. Nice. Whose review are you going to read this week? I got one from The Sweet One. Okay. What does The Sweet One have to say? Such a fun, fun show. Oh, why, thank you. I've got my ro- wine ready for next week. Five stars. <laughs> I love it. I love someone who actually like abides by the rules we set out for your homework. It's not just mm-hmm. watch the movie. It is get right. wine drunk. Yes. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. I want to know how he climbed back up that ledge. Oh, I don't know. <sighs> they just they really yada, yada, yada through it, a lot of it. I know how he did it. With his walking stick. At the mountain between them. <laughs> it's easy when you have three appendages to hold onto the rocks with. I was born with this climbing axe. <laughs> so um yeah guys if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast make sure to check out our other podcast the horror virgin and that is the only other podcast that mikey and i are on but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts black card rehab and cult podcast so guys definitely check out those because they're amazing if you want to follow us on social we are at romancing the pod show 
Yes. On yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter. Who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit, and it's show S H O like Showtime. So, guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph twenty four, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Toodle pip. Can I uh, can I put your leg in a cast? Ew. What? What? Why is that sexy? <laughs> is that a mountain in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? I built you this cabin. <laughs> Bye. I totally fuck Idris Elba's nerds. Of course, <laughs> you know, every, everyone would. La, 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 la.